I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? Live from New York, it's Travis's seat. <laughs> you would think that delay would have something to do with not being live. No, but uh, you know that's me building up. It takes a while. You got to recharge. <laughs> live in New York, especially when you're talking about seed. Talking about seed, you just eat a lot of pizza. Your seed slows down a lot. Right, it dribbles. <laughs> and with the New York seed tax, <laughs> you're just never gonna win. Yeah. Can't believe the tax on our seed. You can't kill the seed because that's like killing babies. Yeah. Future little millions of egg tadpoles. That's Which is next, illegal now. The so. next step after abortion is no more coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Kellogg. That's, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. State subsidized corks for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't honey, be coming now. Honey, should we go uncorked? It's illegal. It's illegal to go uncorked. It's like Demolition Man, but it's just a cork in your penis in the future. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. three seashells. It's just a cork <laughs> yeah. in your... It's a worse toilet paper that's made from old Cadillacs. Yeah. It's going to turn men into, like, those those ships in a bottle, and you put, like, uh, baking powder in there and some vinegar. Shake it up. Shake it up. <laughs> Splurt out that new seed. When God tells you it's time to uncork, you'll know. <laughs> It'll be obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say every damn night. <laughs> Or in the afternoons. All right. Uh, we're live. Live. We are. On Saturday night. Mm-hmm. In the same room. Same damn-ass yeah. room. It's been a while, Travis. What do you think of the East Coast? It's been a while since you were here. I'm, you know, I miss the fresh smell of diarrhea. Yeah? Not really. <laughs> and you're talking about Portland. You're saying you're here and now you miss it. Yeah. Because Portland is 90% diarrhea. Well, Portland, we're all corked legally. Right. Uh, but there's diarrhea everywhere. They don't cork the backside. New York, they cork right. both sides. Right. Right. Great corking sense. law of Oregon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great corking law. <laughs> uh, no, it's good to be back. We had, how was your week? Because it was all of us. It was all of us. The week, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Got a, we all had to go to court. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's why I'm back to in get town. Corked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Travis is in town. Connor is here with me, as usual. Mike is still on the, the mend. He's with us in spirit. Yes. I keep seeing pictures of his nasty-ass leg. Does he post it? I'm not on the medias yes, anymore. Yeah. I haven't actually seen the wound. I've missed those. I've been loving it. the memes he's been sending all real high on Oxy, I think. Yeah, there was like, a, <laughs> I think he posted a picture of his dad feeding him spaghetti or something <laughs> with his leg all out in front of him. Oh, yeah. That's the dream. Having <laughs> your dad spoon-feed his spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, it's, it's good that he's recovering. Um, we had a wedding, friend's wedding. Yeah. Right. A lot um, of fun. Two friends got wedded. They got gay married, but it was uh, straight. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legally put the cork in. <laughs> well, wait, now they take it out now that they're married, right? No, they had to still put it in. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a, different different a different cork. A different one put in. Yeah. So yeah. they share Jesus, the cork. Jesus wasn't there. Okay. They said, gotcha. you know, yeah, because Jesus has to come down and be like, thou can be uncorked. <laughs> Bless well, that, you. That's different. Um, seriously, 
it's been a while since we've been together, so that's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, of course, we're doing it midway through a series, so the continuity is going to feel a little <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. 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 But that's the best way, right? Yeah. It's the only way. People are, uh, what's your favorite episode of Roast Mortem? It's definitely Alexander Part 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. Well, at this point, we're always going to be in the middle of a series, because this will just never end, Alexander. Yeah. We'll just oh, yeah. keep keep going. You're yeah. just going to go into, like, his lineage. We'll do the heat death of the universe. Yeah. That's where this, this story will finally end. Well, the real bonus is the real kicker is that he's actually Elon Musk and he's trying to invent <laughs> Mars into the uh, the South African Empire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. Opening up new diamond mining operations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we can just get right into it because we all just had a wedding and uh, we're all, we all got drunk. Very. And uh, smoked a lot of smokes. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like a rag, like a dirty rag. Well, did you also feel like a merchant? Because you were the person giving out all this. <laughs> yeah. All well, six. I purposely went to the store and I was like, I'm going to a wedding. And he was like, I'll have three packs of cigarettes. He's like, you sure you don't want four packs? And I was like, <laughs> and I'll stick with three. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did it make it through the night? No. Yeah. So he, 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 was he, right. he was right. He, he was right. I should got four packs. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Drachma or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. What else do we have? That was it. I didn't smoke as many cigarettes, but I did break in some cowboy boots. That's Ooh, true. You That's had, true. You had was... the finest bolo on. Yeah. yeah. You did have a very nice bolo. I went west. I went all the way west. And I wouldn't take it back. Um, but that's it. That's yeah. it. All right. Let's dive back into Alex. Let's he jump back in. Well, I think he was at a few weddings in Babylon, I'm sure, um, knowing that city's proclivity for celebration. Could be corked. All corked in Babylon. I don't know. I think uncorked? Alexander is a, loose, a cork loosener. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I don't think they invented uh, the cork. Yeah, they didn't invent the cork. Yeah, no, no. Jesus invented the cork. Yeah, That's, right. He yeah, came yeah, down okay. and taught the Romans how yeah. to use the cork. <laughs> yeah, so we left with Alexander. He just had his greatest battlefield victory of his whole dang life. Um, spoiler alert, he will never get to that height again. He doesn't know that yet, though. He might think there's more to come, oh. but there isn't. And we got Darius. He's on the run, right? Darius is on the run. Um, not going well for him, and the boys of Macadon are celebrating in Babylon with all the lovely ladies there. Mm. Uh, we read that Roman historian who had some choice words for all those people. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what do you call him? Rude. I forgot. Um, just remind me. He just he kind of just slut shamed them. It was really really gross. He's gonna do that during Gay Pride Month. Yeah, he was slut shaming during Pride Month. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, he said something like, "We had dinner and they would expose their titties, oh. and then he they would take off their other intimate pantas." Yeah. I do remember this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep the kink in conquering, guys. Spoken <laughs> like a real Netflix employee. Yes. Oh yeah. So now they're in Babylon. It's time to keep moving. Uh, obviously, even though the war is over. There's still some loose ends to tie up, um, but they've been fighting for five years, and this is where we first start to hear that the army isn't all just sunshine and rainbows. They're kind of getting to the point where they're like, Alex, um, when do we go home? When do we, when do we get to turn around and stop? So why are we still going? They didn't even give out Game Boys like in Desert Storm. Oh, man. Is yeah, that a thing? All, yeah, they all got Game Boys. That's, That's awesome. sick. I yeah. would join the war. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Japan's getting in on top of that. Yeah. yeah, if you go to the Nintendo store in New York, they have like a little Game Boy that's like was in a tank explosion in Desert Storm, and it still works. <laughs> it's like all charred and everything. Awesome. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come to co- You can come to war, go to college, and get a Game Boy. Yeah. What, what games did they give the soldiers? 
probably Tetris because they're fighting the Russians and, you know, tactics. Good point. <laughs> Continue. So after they leave Babylon, after a month of partying, they arrive at the city of Susa, which is the administrative capital of Persia. And to show just how far Darius and the Persians had fallen, this city surrenders without a fight. Um, they're just opening the doors to Alexander and the Macedons or recognizing he's the new power in town. Here, Alexander brings in a shitload of money, which is really going to help him start to consolidate what he's conquered. And he gets two pretty nice war prizes. Um, he sends these to Athens. They were two cherished Athenian statues that stood on the Parthenon that the Persians had looted when they invaded Greece some 150 years ago. So now Alexander gets a little feather in his cap, sends these back to Athens to show just how good he is. Smart. Yeah, it's yeah. like, these are mine, you idiot. He's like, basically, they showed up, Persia showed up, and they're like, hey, can I get a smoke? And then they took the lighter back. Yeah. And then they he's just like, dude. Athens. Yeah. yeah, and he's like going through their room, that's my lighter, dude. See, it has a weed marijuana on it. Yeah. The, the pot plant. I know right. it has that little scratch on the bottom. I put that there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you only know, you were only able to get it back because the, the guy crashed into a tree on the way out. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you were the first you on the scene. You crashed on the scene. into his car. Yeah. <laughs> you survived. Yeah. He yeah. danced. Yeah. So Alexander does not stop here. He doesn't stay long in Susa. There's no reason to. He just does his usual thing, appoints some satraps, some new governors, and heads on to the next target. This next target is Persepolis, which is the ceremonial capital of Persia. So Susa is like the administrative capital. Persepolis is the ceremonial capital, if that makes sense. All right, but they already hit the party capital. Yeah, they already Babylon. hit the party so capital. So these are the boring yeah, capitals. Yeah, They're yeah. like, ah, oh, I mm. guess we got to get Business capital. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with Persepolis is it's across from the Zagros mountain range in modern Iran, so he's got to risk a crossing in the winter. Uh, the reason is he wants to get there and steal all the money from the city before they can smuggle it away from him um, and send it to Darius, who is up in the north. And now, because I'm a ignorant American idiot boy, aren't they in the desert? Who cares about winter? Second mm, that. Yeah. No. So they're in... Susa and Babylon is like southern Iraq, but like Mesopotamia still. So it's still like a lush like valley. Okay. And then the Zagros Mountains, they're mountain ranges. So it's like you can't cross in the, or you shouldn't cross in the winter because it's just going to be snowed in and all the passes are going to be fucked. Oh, didn't know it snowed in the desert. Yeah. I know, dude, there's people in Afghanistan and Iraq in the northern parts who are naturally blonde. Yeah. Blue eyes. Well, Nazis I think we're going to find out where those blondies come from today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Alexander's got to cross the Zagros Mountains um, and starts off fighting some tribesmen in the mountains. Um, these are tribesmen that had never even submitted to the Persians, so they kind of have their hands full with Alexander. Uh, it doesn't take long. He just kind of walks over them. They're you know not putting up much of a fight compared to what he just went through. Uh, but then he gets into some trouble. See, there were still Persians in these mountains, and they knew he was coming to Persepolis, so they um, block off one of these mountain passes that's called the uh, Persian Gates. It's a narrow gorge, six miles long, and at some points only six feet wide. And when they get through this gorge, they just see a big wall manned with Persians at the top. So the Persians have built themselves a wall in the middle of this gorge. Oh, they're kind of fucked then. Yeah, so mm. even worse is Alexander had split his army, doing his usual thing. Um, Parmenian was taking a long and winding road safer through the mountains while Alexander had taken the small, you know, speed force to try and get through. 
Um, it's kind of a reverse of the Battle of Thermopylae, only this time it's the Persians defending their homeland in a narrow pass, as the Greeks are the ones trying to get around it. They do a front-on assault. Does not work. Alexander almost gets uh, pretty badly wounded, but is fortunate to escape. And so then he finds some captured Persians who lead him on a goat path around the wall, and then they can finally knock those pesky defenders out. Goat paths. Rather thin. Rather thin. Mm-hmm. Rather thin and also, like, if I was a Persian, I'd be like, there's no way they're taking that goat path. That's meant for goats. Yeah. <laughs> you see how they got feet, they don't have hooves, you idiot. There's, like, brush that's kind of yeah. low hanging, and it will smack you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> dude. No way a human could get not through. every And not every soldier is going to hold the branch for the next one. Yeah. one they're going to lose so many men. To, <laughs> to, to, to <laughs> losing men. <laughs> to a cartoon <laughs> bit over and over again. <laughs> Zoinks. We must turn back, Alexander. It's my, chafing. <laughs> my force of 500,000 shaggies. <laughs> <laughs> Only 12 survived. The bushwhacking. <laughs> So they get through this bushwhacking. They knock out the Persian defenders there. Um, but Alexander, you know, he's he's pretty hard on himself after this. He's like, I shouldn't, you know, that was a foolish risk. Not going to do that again. Can't overextend myself like that. So now he's approaching Persepolis. Now, Susa and Babylon, those are ancient, ancient cities. Um, Babylon, people might be aware of. We talked about it last episode. is like the capital of great empires. Hammurabi. Jamaica, yeah. We all know. <laughs> Uh, but Susa itself had also been a settlement, they think, as far back as like 7,000 BC. It was a planned city by that point. Wow. Damn. Um, so these are really old cities. Persepolis is a brand new purpose-built city, mostly built by the first Darius and his son Xerxes. So it held a lot of importance for the Achaemenid family specifically. It's just like Hollywood of ancient world. Kinda. It's like... It's like Versailles, where it's like Paris had existed, and then Louis Fourteenth is like, I want to build myself my own beautiful capital palace city. Gotcha. Right. So that's kind of what Persepolis is. Or Phoenix. Or Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Phoenix, yeah. Arizona should not be there. It shouldn't be there. Sorry, sorry not for human consumption, but that is a desert. Yes. <laughs> Please find your way to either coast. Yeah. <laughs> Please just get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> or stay. Yeah. You'll be fine at this point. Just, yeah. uh, you know, arm up for the water wars that are coming. Yeah. Oh. California is taking it all. Yeah. For their almonds. Yeah. Oof. That's another thing. Too much of a tangent. Yeah. One thing about Persepolis that you might want to do right now, listener, um, is look at the Wikipedia page for Persepolis because I think these German historians and archaeologists have rebuilt a 3D imaging of it. And it's Mm -hmm. like they've done really well because the ruins of Persepolis are really well preserved. And we've got a lot of writing about it. So, like, they've rebuilt it in this like 3d model and it's actually it's sick because you can like tour it you can like click and like go walk you can, like street city. view that shit yeah it's like Google oh street hell view, yeah. for oh, yeah. persepolis vr it man you can yeah. go to their walmart and yeah you know, <laughs> shop around buy their rocks they blur the faces <laughs> yeah. of the reliefs yeah. on the wall yeah <laughs> now uh because of its significance specifically to the dynasty of the achaemenids this place might also have been the single largest concentration of wealth in the entire world at the time when Alexander gets there, um, he finds 120,000 talents in gold and silver. I don't even know how much the money that is, but like he'd been giving out 10,000 talents, and they're like, wow, that's a lot of money, and he's got 12 times that much now. 
Well, whatever it was, there was probably commercials for like, this is the limited edition once minted talent. It yeah. has the picture of uh, of George Bush Sr. It's commemorative. Puking. They're commemorative. always commemorative. The picture of George Bush Sr. puking on in his the, Japanese lap. <laughs> yeah. the Japanese ambassador. This Your is town. an eagle representing freedom and women. <laughs> Call now and you can get the quarter of George Bush dodging the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> I take that. Not legal yeah. tender. Yeah. <laughs> Will not appreciate in value. Sick Dodge underneath. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then on the other side said Dodge twenty five hundred. Do you know the, the <laughs> town? Quarter. The town of Iraq where that the guy is from who threw the shoe built a massive statue of the shoe. I did see that. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's yeah, like it's an Air Force One. Awesome. No, there's like a it's like a dress shoe and then there's the, there's like a there's like a flower bed. Yeah, it's like, like a dress shoe with a flower, flower bed, flower like bed. A little plaque. It's like this guy threw this shoe at a piece of shit. <laughs> so, um because of this like deep significance to the Achaemenids specifically, especially the two Achaemenids who had tried to invade Greece, Alexander gives his men free reign to loot and pillage Persepolis, whereas in Susa and Babylon, he was way more like, nope, these are people we're liberating, not people we're conquering. Now he's conquering. Nice. So they spend the whole winter of 331 to 330 BC here. Uh, every day they're doing their Macedonian thing. They're drinking. They're hosting festivals. They're honoring their great victory in the palaces built by their ancestral enemies. And what happens in April of 330 is still not very clear. Um, there are a few different stories to explain it. We can go over each of them. In the first, they're doing one of these big celebrations, having a grand old time. Mm-hmm. And a hetera, which is a mix between a sort of like prostitute slash entertainer slash artist slash singer lady. Oh, so a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. but who does so much more? Right. <laughs> they all do that as, you know. A cam girl. Yeah. Yeah. A cam girl. <laughs> I dance. It's an eager. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm an influencer. I'm a model. Yeah. Twitch I have... streamer. Yeah, I play Fortnite. Please ignore that I'm always wearing a bra, but like... That's all it is. Prostitute. Yeah. So uh, this hetera named, um, I think it's pronounced Tais, T-H-A-I-S, having a drunk old time, she is holding a torch and just throws a torch through a window of one of the palaces. And Alexander and his companions see this and then just burst out laughing. And they're like, let's all burn down all of these palaces. Oh my God. Yeah. And they go around and they torch the whole city. Just having a grand old drunken time. And then they're like, ah, all right. Now we got to head on and finish the job with Darius. She was uh, had a good arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make him laugh like that? There's some really funny Renaissance paintings of her burning down the city <laughs> because she's like being held up on her shoulders and she's just like got two torches completely naked and like throwing them through the window. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's sick. She had no idea what she was doing. Yeah. Now she was hammered. forever. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about the next day, right? What did we do yeah. last night? Why yeah. does it smell like campfire? <laughs> Man, that's what happens when homeless people run New York City. Yeah. We're getting close. We're getting close. Um, So the other story is that Alexander um, ordered the burning of Persepolis as a final punishment to the Persians for the sack and burning of Athens. Um, Just another nice PR uh, win to buy goodwill among his allies and citizens back home. And then the third and most boring is that a fire just got out of control and burned down the whole city. Boring. Boring. You're right. Or it could have also all been all three of these. Like, Alexander's like, we're going to burn the city. And then this lady's like, I'll start it. And throws it through. So I was joking. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yet. (laughs) I just want to get more likes, bro. (laughs) Guys, uh, not the footlock. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, they did spare a few of the buildings, but they like fully torched and then like tore down. 
the temple that Xerxes had built because he right. was the one that burned down Athens. Well, fuck him. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever he... All of his shit, garbage. Yeah. Throw it out. All of his Toyota Camrys, shit. Yeah. Now, all no, of no. his racing rims, who gives a shit? All this of is, his Armani cologne, yeah. thrown <laughs> out. <laughs> this is also um, one of those cases in history where like they're trying to erase the history of these people, but in doing so actually preserved it for all of us because by burning down Persepolis, everyone kind of eventually leaves. So it just was a ruin in the backwater of a country that no one really lives in because it's like they built it specifically in the mountains, so it's like not easy to get to. And then by torching it, it just remained there until historians one day were like, oh, we should study this place. Oh, so it was like a ghost city? <laughs> it was, yeah, kind of. It's kind of like, um, it's like a, uh, a historical Streisand effect happening. Yes, very, it, that's exactly what it <laughs> yeah. is. Because also like they the reliefs that they found that have like huge descriptions of events in Persian history mm-hmm. were found on like the bottom level of all this rubble. So it was like they burned down the city and all the rubble caved in, but it preserved those blocks from being like repurposed so that they were preserved when they found them like in the 1800s. Oh, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. And they probably, you think there was like some archaeologist who's finding this, he's making announcements, and like all the guys who make American history books are like, awesome, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. History started in 1776. Yeah. yeah. That was when Jesus was crucified. Yeah. It's weird. There's a huge <laughs> gap between like, 1942, 17, 1776, that's about it. Yeah. That's all we know. <laughs> that's all we know. That's all we got. Everything else was just farms. Mm-hmm. Probably happiness. <laughs> yeah. There, the flood happened before that, so yeah. you're just swimming. Yeah. <laughs> Archaeology, 101, yeah. American. <laughs> so after having all this fun, um, it's springtime now. They got to wake up from these hangovers and go finish the job. Darius is still on the loose, and Alexander is intending to find him. And then go see with his own eyes the rest of this great empire that he had won. So, Darius, let's catch up with what's going on with this guy, this poor sucker. He's still licking his wounds after Gaugamela. Um, he is now in Ekbatana, which is the last of the four great cities of Persia that Alexander did not control. Babylon, Susa, Persepolis, the others. Um, and his goal is still the same as it was after uh, the Battle of Issus. It's rebuild another army, try and fight Alexander again. That's not going so well at this point. Uh, fewer and fewer satraps are responding to his demands for soldiers. Uh, mercenaries, even if he's giving them lots of money, are saying no because they kind of they don't want to fight Alexander. They know what's going on there. Mm. Okay. And he doesn't really have much gold to recruit them anyway. Yeah, I mean, all of his big major cities are gone now. Yeah, and all, all <laughs> the, the three that make the money yeah. are gone. <laughs> That's even worse. Mm. Um, he's suffering from desertions daily um, and the few remaining troops they all kind of believe that Alexander and his army are invincible so morale is kind of at an all time low Uh, he leaves Ekbatana as all of this is becoming even more apparent and decides alright I'm going to go further and further east hoping to get a little better reception from the provinces out there unfortunately for Darius two of his subordinates a man named Bessus who is controlling the cavalry on the left wing in Gaugamela and a guy named Nebrzanis, who we haven't talked about yet, uh, were planning a coup because they did not like how things were going with Darius. Mm. Can't trust Joe Bessis. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Bessis. <laughs> Dude, Curly, Curly Best. Curly was the best. Joe Bessis. Just, just was. Just yeah. Bessis didn't do it right. No, yep. no justice from Bessis. <laughs> now, they didn't really know what they wanted this coup to do. That's, <laughs> that was their first problem. Mm. They knew they didn't want him in charge anymore, and they knew they wanted to arrest him and not kill him because they were thinking, all right, do we arrest him, use him as a bargaining chip to like negotiate a surrender with Alexander? Mm, do we 
kill him as a token to Alexander, like as a way of showing like, hey, look at how we'll kill your guys for you. Right. Um, or do they use Darius's power to have themselves crowned king of Persia? So like force Darius to adopt them as heirs, then kill Darius. Now they're heirs to Persia. Yeah. That probably would kind of suck because then Alexander's still going to beat your butthole. Yeah, so they don't really know what mm. they're doing. Um, but they put their plan into action of, to have him arrested. Um, sadly, not even Darius's own personal guards protected him. Um, there are stories that the only ones who are sort of loyal were these Greek mercenaries who knew that they couldn't go back to Alexander. Because right. like, any the- Greek mercenary still fighting for the Persians is fucked at this point. Right, I remember mm-hmm. that from uh, probably one of the other yeah. seven Brannicus episodes. was the, the one where he was <laughs> yeah. like, no more Greek mercenaries. <laughs> no more. Yeah. So these guys were like, well, Darius is our only protection, so they were the only ones who kind of lift... Even I'd, a finger to protect I'd be going king. to China. Yeah. Or Formosa, rather. Yeah, yeah right? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to China. Maybe I'll go to America with the rest of the Mormons. I mean, Darius, <laughs> like, your mom is hanging out with Alexander. Just surrender, dude. Yeah. yeah. Just go surrender. Yeah. He is pretty great. Yeah. He's like, I hear. I hear that. I hear <laughs> those Keep things. hearing how great he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now, Darius, the once king of kings, is a prisoner, and he is literally in golden chains. <laughs> They did him the service of being king. He's in golden chains. I mean, what do you expect from a Persian period? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Yeah. I can't bleed. Gold is pretty, isn't that soft? It's soft, but you're not going to break it if it's thick this, enough. This also, guy. it was probably like iron dipped in gold. No. <laughs> it was uh, probably uh, flaking at one plated, point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Plate that shit. Yeah, yeah. Plate, don't give him real shit. No, Did you imagine no. he tries to get out and starts chipping off? <laughs> I feel like we're more betrayed. <laughs> yeah, uh, kill I me. Pretty betrayed before, but now I am very betrayed. <laughs> this is worse. <laughs> Somebody get me bread. <laughs> so they take him captive. Now they're in charge of this army that's like kind of falling apart every day, and they will move east, heading for Bactria, which is present-day Afghanistan, Pakistan, Tajikistan. All those istans up there. I think you yeah. said that word once before, and it made me think of Bakni. Mm. Yeah. What? You know, Bacnia? 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, after Alexander left Persepolis, he's heading to Ecbatana. He is unaware that Darius is in golden chains. Also, there's, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, there's also theories that Darius was taken prisoner at Galgamela, like, oh. midway through the battle that they just, like, threw him in chains and left. So, that could have happened. I don't think so, just based off everything else that goes down. So Alexander gets to Ecbatana, hoping to find Darius. No one there, but the city opens the doors to him immediately. Um, no one's trying to fight Alexander here. Yeah, I'm saying at this point, he's probably not fighting too many battles. It's just like, oh, hey, uh, you're here now. Yeah, it's more just like his <laughs> scouts are like, there's an army running away from you. And he's like, yeah, good. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. It's like, we found the city. All right, where's the army? No, 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 just the city. Just no, the city. No yeah, army yeah. waiting. <laughs> Just a city there. If anyone gets in your faith, punch them yeah. in your faith. That, use your use your fit. That's you know. Like, There's an army of butlers don't... outside. They all are holding trays of caviar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like a type of person you don't fuck up with. You know, you're yeah. just like, all right. There's no point in keeping what we have. Yeah. Just have the life. You've yeah. already gotten your asses kicked. Yeah. Pretty might, badly. Might as well start licking anus. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Um, but here in Ecbatana, he takes a fateful step. Um, he disbands the League of Corinth and sends all of the Hellenic troops who are with him at this point home. So remember, when he started this whole campaign way back when, 
Um, it was the Macedonians and then the Hellenic cities sent like volunteers who were kind of prisoners at the same time, but they could fight with Alexander. Now he says, all of you go home. Only the Macedonians are fighting with me. Those were the, the Thebans, right? The Thebans, the Athenians, the Corinthians, okay. everyone except for the Spartans. Right. Who were really not powerful at all, and Alexander's like, I'm not going to bother Dude, the Spartans, the Spartans yeah. are bitch asses. Yeah. You heard um, it here first. Yeah. Shut yeah. up, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Piece of shit. He does this by claiming that the crusade against the Persians is over and won, so there's no purpose for you. However, those of you who I'm saying to go home, if you swear personal fealty to me, Alexander, you can stay on and fight. And a lot of them do. It's a long walk home. It's a long walk yeah. home. And you're just going to keep making more and more money if you keep following Alexander. You might die, but you're going to make a lot more money. But you got to, whenever you're at a blackjack table or any type of gambling, you got to know when to walk away from the table. Know when to fold them? Know when to yeah, fold Yeah, there is a song. Thank you, <laughs> Yeah, know when, uh, when to say, hey. Most roundabout way. <laughs> might as well be walking to the bathroom right now with all my chips and stuff in my pants. Yeah. Cash them out later so no one steals them. Mm-hmm. Hold on, lady. I gotta pull these out of my pants because I know this. Yeah, they're still warm just for you. That's the thing. Yeah, this one uh, is for you, honey. That's this one's for you, babe. So um, Alexander knew that Darius couldn't have gotten far from Ecbatana. Um, he probably missed him by only like a couple of weeks. So he does as usual. This is going to become modus operandi going forward. Divide the army. Alexander will lead a strike force that will like push hard for Darius, so mostly cavalry and light infantry, whereas Parmenion's going to lead the whole big army slowly east to help. Um, he finally gets wind that Darius has been imprisoned, and now he's doubling his pace to try and catch up before they can do anything with his quarry. Takes him about a week of really hard riding, and finally the first Macedonian scouts spot this meager Persian force, and this seems to scare the shit out of Bessus and all the Persians. Because apparently they just stab Darius, leave him to die, and flee with the rest of the army. Oh! <laughs> and to yes. him! So we have wow. uh, a few different versions of Darius's last words. Um, one was that uh, a, so a Macedonian soldier gets to him, and he sees that Darius, and Darius is dying. He's like, tell Alexander to like be better than me, or something like that. And then like hands hit this soldier his... Um, like ring that has his seal on it, so basically kind of adopting Alexander. Um, there's other ones where he's like, I wish I could have met the guy or something like that. All of like endearing terms of respect that are all written by Alexander's personal PR. Campaign. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm oh, sure it was like, knows? please get that crow off of me that's pecking the entrails yeah. <laughs> out of my body. <laughs> well, more likely it was a Macedonian's like hearing all this and goes, wow, would be real nice if I spoke Persian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. What's that stupid gogglygook yeah. you're talking out of your mouth, you dumb idiot? <laughs> what, did he, what did he say? I don't know. Something about Alexander. Alexander being great. <laughs> I don't know. Something about weird food. <laughs> he kept saying hookah, hookah, hookah. Yeah. Uh, so Alexander uh, rides hard to try and reach the camp. And when he gets there, Darius has already died. We hear that he covered Darius's body in his own personal cloak and sends the body back to the slightly ruined Persepolis to be buried with all of Darius's ancestors. Because they didn't burn down the tombs, which I guess is a nice thing. So when they came through with the archaeologists, they find him? Yeah. <laughs> and be like, hey, look at this boy. No, I don't think they ever found his tomb. Um, they found the, t the, the tomb of Cyrus the Great. They've known it's been there forever. Right. And so that one's still up, and you can go visit that if you want to go to Iran. 
Yeah, let's go. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you over there. We'll record from the inside yeah. the tomb. Yeah. Live from Tehran, it's Roast Mortem Cast. Yeah. What a bunch of nice people. <laughs> They're all it's great. All, Lovely. Just, like, you know, it would work for them because we would just talk so highly of Iran. Yeah. Iran. Pardon me. Mm. Grab your... <laughs> but they could be shooting us yeah. with guns. Yeah. And, they w- and no one would see. No one would know. No one would see. Uh-uh. Silent guns. Uh-uh. Silent, Silent guns. guns. Yeah. Going, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this place. Uh, uh, best. Only a half hour more. Yeah. So Alexander, he swears I will punish Darius's killers. I will find those responsible and have them destroyed. Because, you know, he's claiming to be Darius's true successor to the throne. So it's only his right to avenge the killers of the king that came before him. That's all the story we know. It's very possible Alexander just caught up to the camp and killed Darius. Yeah. (laughs) It's just as likely that that's what happened. All right. I mean, he'd been pursuing him hard, and, like, this whole time he's sending out notes that are like, I will find Darius and I will destroy him. And then he finds Darius dead and is like, I will protect you, my brother. I will avenge your death. It's like, yeah. Come on. Weird. I think it's I think it's probably like when we found like Osama bin Laden and then he's like in a shitty little house and then he mysteriously disappeared into the ocean. Yeah. Like that was probably the situation. Yeah. Alex found mm. him, sta- ganked him. Also, yeah. th- there is this thing we we keep forgetting how like crazy Alexander can be because we're surrounded by all these characters. We know he's doing all this shit, but like you mentioned before that um you know, with Philip and stuff, when his dad died, it yeah. was like totally polarizing. Thing was like, "Fuck that guy!" While he's alive, and as soon as he died, I gotta avenge that guy. I gotta yeah, avenge him. I gotta avenge him. And then ten years later, he's not my dad. Zeus yeah. is my dad. <laughs> Dude, I got a yeah. fucking Egyptian man, and my dad now. Yeah, I got a new hot Egyptian dad. <laughs> Turns out, I had two dads. They came at the same time. Yeah, really weird yeah. how <laughs> semen works like that. Still needs an egg, but you can, you know, what I'm saying yeah. this egg has a tail. <laughs> My mom's womb got struck by lightning as Philip was plowing into her. So technically, they're both yeah. my dad. Yeah. And by lightning, I'm in Lexington. Yeah. No, Lexington but I feel like steel. I feel like you're right, Tom. This guy has like a weird switch going on. You know, what I mean, he's, he's definitely very, he's very like, PR savvy. Yeah. He knows which way well, the wind's like going. almost bipolar, though. I think. Like, I feel like he's on the drop of a hat. He can right. And we switch. haven't really brought that up the last episode. The last episode seemed pretty straightforward. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, remember, he's crazy. He's insane. Yeah. yeah. He still remember. He still thinks he might be the son of a god. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> great. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, it's a good thing you brought that up because we're about to see more of the megalomaniac that he is going to become. Awesome. Because now that Darius is dead and he's no longer trying to take down the dynasty, now he is taking on the trappings of the dynasty. Mm. So he's wearing Persian clothing now. Um, he's using Darius's oh, cool. signet ring as his own personal seal. That's and, so sick. Like he replaced his old one. Um, he adopts the royal Persian custom of having a harem of 365 women, one for each day. That's pretty cool. Uh, he probably never visited one of them. The whole I mean, time. How, how could you? Yeah. How could you? Yeah. The day of anime, how could you? It's like, oh, hey, you're, you're February 6th, right? All right, I'll see you in a month. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know your name. I don't even know what date it is. I don't know if you're the right girl. <laughs> Y'all kind of look the same. I'm from a different area of the world. You yeah. know how that is. I don't. I don't think this happens now. Um, I didn't really go into it because it's very like technical. But he also has this whole new thing of like how you have to approach him and kiss him. So like used to be with the Macedonians, like if you were a king and like someone was viewed as like your equal, even though you're a king, they could like come up to you, kiss you on both cheeks, and now it's like kiss him on the feet. Oh, <laughs> like, get on the ground and kiss him on the feet, and only if he says, then you can come up and kiss them. 
I wish the so French. You start with the feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Skip feet. And then oh. you come up. Yeah, you gotta go. That's up. weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. You know, the harem people were probably like, "Hi, how are you today?" And, and he was all like, "Your accent is disgusting. <laughs> You're a disgusting, filthy, hairy person. Kiss my feet." And maybe you could touch my maybe, neck after. Maybe, and you can get up there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, which maybe. I, one or two maybe did. I think we need to install, you know, the French do and the Italians do the kiss on the cheek and the Greeks and shit, mm-hmm. like nowadays. Yeah. Just got to convert them to feet kissing. Feet kissing, yeah. yeah. Hello, nice to meet you. We'd like to transact some business. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice ingrown you have there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just imagining Tony and the Sopranos, like, kissing some yeah. Sylvia on the feet. <laughs> yeah. Gabagool, gabagool. Ooh, a little salty, Sylvia. Mm. I don't know. Um, so all of this, all this kissing rules and the harem um, is pissing off all the old generation Macedonians. Um, they fear he's, quote, going Persian and becoming a barbarian. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so to help. He with... drives a Lexus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Awesome. <laughs> he's lost touch with the real people. Yeah. <laughs> Get a Ford F-150, Alex. <laughs> Raptor. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so to help with the growing discontent of his generals, um, he turns the camp life into more of home life. So previously, soldiers weren't allowed to bring their families. Now he says they're all welcome and more the merrier. He creates a weird sort of welfare system where the sons of the soldiers that are at the camp, they can do like menial camp tasks and be paid both in money or in just training to become a soldier when they're old enough. Um, paid for training? Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it's very popular with the rank and file, uh, even if the grumbling from the nobles never really went away. Now, in August of 330 BC, um, he's still moving east trying to find Bessus. A slave comes to Alexander and tells him that a small number of your generals are planning your assassination. Oh. He's terrified, Alexander. He gathers his men, gathers some of the slaves who claim to know about the plot, and what emerges is that one Philotas, who is the son of Parmenion, Alexander's chief, can- chief aide, basically, um, has been plotting this assassination. Oh, damn. Yeah. What was his beef? Um, mostly the going Persian stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd be pretty mm. mad about that. Going Persian, and remember, this is Macedonia. Like before they conquered a world empire, they've like called it like rule by assassination. Like it was just very common. So it was, right, like, he got a little uppity. Maybe he insulted you at a feast, so you feel like you got to right those wrongs and kill him. Right, you're talking about that with Philip House, like capos and yeah, shit like yeah. That. So yeah. it's a little, it's kind of like that mafia justice coming yeah. back. Um, so they do a trial where Alexander acts as both judge and prosecutor, but the army is the jury. So it's like a public trial where he just like drags Philotus onto a stage and with the whole army there watching and then is like prosecuting him. <laughs> yeah, well, let me think how many people probably went uh, pro-Flotus or whatever the hell is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many people are working for yeah. the defense? Yeah. yeah. Not doing good. Yeah. Not doing good. <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't go well. Um, Philotas eventually admits to the plot after two days of the trial. The whole time, he's being severely tortured. <laughs> oh, well, put me under two days of torture. I'll, I'll come up with I'll the plot. I'll, I'll make up the plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll make up more details. Yeah, I'll start naming every name. Yeah. And uh, so Alexander, the, after, the, after the jury it says that he's guilty, Alexander orders that Philotas be stoned to death in the traditional Macedonian execution style. Cool. Yeah. 
do this. He got like mad high, dude. Snoopy dog. Yeah, well, they're getting close to the Hindu Kush Valley. So oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he smoked enough weed to go to death. He just bought enough CBD to <laughs> put his ha- house into bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lotus is the first and only weed OD that yeah. historians know about. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Parminian, for his part, is not with the army right now. He is back in Equitana because um, as they're moving east, he vent- Alexander at one point sends him back to just kind of do some administrative work. And he learns about his son's uh, treason and death when a group of soldiers arrive in Ekbatana to let him know and then stab him through the heart because they claim that he was part of this assassination. Oh. Damn. Your yes. son done did it. Bam. Bam. <laughs> Your son's in hell forever. Bam. <laughs> Uh, now, we don't know much specifics about the plot. We knew, I think it was going to try and be a poisoning, but we're not super sure. Um, most modern scholars actually say that this is a, entirely invented by Alexander as a way to get Parmenian out of the picture. Uh, okay. Because Parmenian was like the strongest of the Philip generation left. Right. Probably had the most support. Yeah, I mean, you said it's a slave you gave him a tip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like- Some sweaty guy in the desert walked up to him and goes... They trying to get you. They trying to get you, Alex. <laughs> fuck, I gotta take care of this. How the fuck do you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just so great. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> can I not? Wait, are you one of them great guys? <laughs> are you the great? Um. So yeah, that's probably we don't really know. Um. There's also this whole fallout from Galgamelo, where like Al- you know how Alexander was gonna pursue Darius, but then he wheeled back to help Parmenian. So mm-hmm. people were grumbling that Parmenian actually lost the battle almost, and now it's like the reason that they're out here. So more and more, just looks like Alexander. This was a convenient way of getting rid of Parmenian. You gotta consolidate power. You can't have uh, powerful boys around you. Yeah, get rid of them then. Yeah. So he continues <laughs> the pers- the pursuit of Bessus. Uh, he's heading further east. His first stop is the northern province of Hyrcania, which means the land of wolves in modern Turkmenistan. Um, here he's still being received as like the rightful ruler. Everyone's just throwing open their gates to him, giving him money. Is this where a system of the down was formed? No, we're they're not in Armenia. Armenia. Oh. No, they're, they're back back west. Oh, Turkmenistan okay. is like the biggest joke of a country. It, don't they have like a weird like north korean dictatorship going on right now they do but it's it's very weird because it feels incomplete almost it it feels incomplete because i think it's like he's doing this dictator cosplay yes in the the capital which is like the only city and then everyone else is like whatever we're still just gonna like shepherd our goats around yeah it's (laughs) like agrarian ass shit like everyone yeah what a loser that guy is weirdo Um, you probably doesn't even have the internet. You I, can't even hear yeah. this if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Fuck I you forgot leader your name. Of Turkmenistan. I forgot because it's not important. How's that? Yeah, you know, yeah. you're Alexander the Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where he is now. Um, and here in Hyrcania, a tragedy befalls Alexander. So this is um, this area at this time very nomadic horse lord people type. Horse lord. Horse yeah. lords. Nice. You know, Scythians, Mongolians, the. Ro- Rohirrim from Lord of the Rings. Men that those wanna, types. Men that want to be, uh, what are they? Centaurs. Yeah. Centaur. Men. Centaur. Centaur men. It's hot. Um, Alexander's beloved Bucephalus was kidnapped oh, by no. a local tribe of these uh, horsemen. Alexander flies into a rage, sends a, an emissary that says, quote, basically, give me back my horse or I will slaughter every man, woman, and child I find. Well, he means it. 
I want my horsey. He should have my horse. I want my useless horse that yeah, I, had to show no, I had to tell it to <laughs> like, look at the sun so it couldn't see its shadow. <laughs> he should have also said, and I will kill your horses. And yeah. I'll kill your horses, too, because yeah. you, um, you're talking to me, the horse lover boy. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the tribesmen um, realize kind of who they're dealing with. They immediately send back Bucephalus as long as with a bunch of other gifts, too, as like a token of apology. Like, like chocolate, hey, sorry. Chocolates sorry on his saddle. Probably it, a few extra horses, too. It was a surprise. Yeah. It, it was, was just a, a way for a us to deliver. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit. We were never, yeah. <laughs> it was only a bit. We were just going to put some Twizzlers in the saddle. Yeah. 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 And we wanted to it. braid his hair in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> this is our traditional Turkmenistan Twizzler. It's made out of tar. <laughs> You're going to love it. You could chew on it forever. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> so Alexander is thrilled to have his wonderful horsey boy back. And so thrilled he's feeling magnanimous. He takes back the horse. He says, keep all your gifts. And he actually pays the ransom that they initially demanded as like a token of friendship to be like, we'll put this all behind us. Here's awesome. the ransom for my horse. <laughs> that was a good deal for yeah, These horsemen probably like, we're going to flee to the north because this is a crazy man that we're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to change his mind in a minute. He's going to come back and get that ransom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's coming. He's, Bucephalus is going to tell him what happened. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. This is Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, so Alexander knows that the era of the giant set-piece battle with the big Persian forces is over. Um, he's starting to run into a little bit more resistance now. And he's quick to ch adapt to this change in the rules of engagement, let's say. He's building dozens of cities, all named Alexandria something. So it's like Alexandria and then a different Greek or Latin word that Town. means like, not even. It's like Alexandria by the low mountain. Oh, Alexandria uh, by the green fields. Gosh. Alexandria, the one of them is like Alexandria furthest because it's the furthest north he went. So lazy. <laughs> this is as north as I go. Yeah. yeah. I'm turning around. That's going to be Main Street. You think yeah. there was like guys who were uh, you know, like the surveyors of the property? You know how he like helped build? He would plan them out, right? Yeah. Yeah, with his rice or whatever. Yeah, he'd yeah. Lay, lay out the stalks. Yeah, man. If I was him, I'd use the opportunity to like, like use, like, let's say you're asking me, Connor. You know, uh, how is the layout doing for you? What yeah. about this location? Mm -hmm. Just take a minute there, Alexander, walking over, seeing what the seashells are doing, going, it's great. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's great. And it's you perfect, know, keep it right? up. Yeah, it's great. And guess what? We're in the mountains, Guys, Alexandria of a mountain. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. I know you did it like forty me. more yeah, times. Yeah. We did it forty times before. We made a grid, but I think you made the right decision. Mm -hmm. yeah, the yeah, do another grid. The way you did the grid, <laughs> good, good, it's great, it's good. It's great. <laughs> I was gonna say good, but good. on further inspection, yeah, I'm gonna have to say great. No, it's yeah. just good because nothing else is as good as. It's great, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Alex. Is so great. everything else to Alex is just good. It's yeah. good. It's great. Yeah. Um, so it's not just cities, though. It's also like big forts and outposts, just like static structures that are going to allow him to consolidate all of this wild land. Um, so now we're through the winter of 330 and 329 BC. Alexander feels comfortable enough in this area of the world to continue f um, searching for Bessus. So now they're marching 300 miles to the northeast into the Hindu Kush mountain range. Now, is Bessus, are they in their own, is that still Persia? Like, yes. are, are so they all this going... is still Persia, but very loosely Persia. Oh, okay. Like, 
they the these people pre Alexander would send a, taxes, but like a small amount to the Persians. Or like a rice to them. Yeah, like <laughs> horses. Honestly, yeah. like here's two hundred horses for the right. year. That's our payment. So Bessus probably has no fucking clue where he is either. I think Bessus is from these areas. Oh, okay. So he um, has a little bit more support than Darius would have, but these aren't people that like feel a close kinship to the Persian Empire. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and this is now fully like modern day Afghanistan. So like I think at one point his Kabul is his main base for a long time. Mm. Uh now this journey is brutal. Um, it's during the winter, as we said, um, lots of snow, lots of mountain passes. At one point they're running low on food and we hear that they're just eating herbs and snow melt as their water in the uh, Hindu Kush, in the Hindu Kush. So they're having a little, they're burning a little bush maybe. Yeah. 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 There had to have been Doritos if they were going to be smoking that. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. This is where, uh, AK 47 was invented. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I got that bubblegum KK-47 school shooter. It's great. <laughs> Let's go eat some sand chips. Yeah. <laughs> all you got to do is mix this sand and MSG together. You make gray, beautiful chips. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's all in the salt, really. Yeah. Yeah. You ever wonder why something tastes good? It's yeah. the salt. Every it's other salt. ingredient is just stupid. It's just salt. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this journey is real, real tough, um, but the army emerges from the mountains. And Bessus looks around. He's already still bleeding support. He didn't expect Alexander to make it this far, so he flees once again. Mm. Um, he heads north from Afghanistan. Again, it's probably Bactria these days. Um, into what is, what is called Sogdiana, which is modern-day Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. So that gives you a perspective of how far north we're getting. We're almost into Russia. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> had to do it. I had to. That's fine. You can Alexander's do it. Alexander's not married yet, so we can't do the my wife. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Wait, but he buys out a baby boy, though, right? He's got a baby boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Wait. Alexander does his usual thing when he's in Bactria, appoints his satraps, builds a bunch more Alexandrias. Um, and so after that brutal winter march, now they're heading north to track down Bessus. Um, the weather has changed. It's like early June now, and his men are suffering from heat stroke as they're pursuing Bessus. So that's just how hard these guys are going, trying wow. to get after it. It's heavy I'm, duty. I'm cold. I'm hot. Yeah. I'm cold. Well, whiny bitches. Man, yeah. there's a scorcher out there. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, Great. Right? It's like modern Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bessus... Not going great for him at all. It's not good for him. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, two of his advisors kind of pull a reverse on him. Just pull out that reverse card from Uno. Uh, those two bound Bessus, but they don't kill him on the side of the road. They just leave him on the side of the road to be found by Alexander's forces. That is pretty funny, that, actually. That is good, yeah. yes. And then those guys who did it just kind of melt away. They're like, we're not going to try and... That's what I would do. We're just yeah. leaving. Like We're just going to leave it. If I was on Team Bessus and I knew I had a great guy like Alex on my trail, <laughs> man, I'd be tying up Bessus immediately. I'd be tying him up right away. <laughs> this all makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm also... Uh, Besson, I'm guessing that Besson, uh, I guess he, guess he didn't have the gold chains. It was probably more like so. just rope. I think it was yeah. rope. <laughs> Maybe like goat innards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some kind of stock. Yeah. yeah. Those, um, it was probably those fuzzy handcuffs you can get on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> he is actually found by Ptolemy, the future Ptolemaic king, um, who brings him back to Alexander. Alexander treats Bessus now in the, Alexander is the role of uh, Darius's heir treats him the way he would treat any assassin of a king. He strips Bessus naked, chains him to a post, 
and then the entire Macedonian army marches by while insulting him the entire time. Oh, at least he wasn't <laughs> raped. <laughs> uh, that was a face. So after being declared a murderer in a quick trial, he then has his ears and nose cut off Oof. before he was executed by impaling. So he was raped. So, so he was uh, raped. That's yeah. that's what you call roast mortem. Yeah, <laughs> he's got roasted by the entire yeah. army. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then mortem. Yeah, mortem without ears and nose. Wow. Yeah. He so, was he was disrespected. Yeah, he. Yeah, Darius got a nice state funeral. Bess has got a stake up the ass. Mm. Uh, yeah. So the extra brutality uh, of this uh, execution kind of shocks a bunch of the Hellenes who are like, "Why wouldn't we just cut his head off?" Like that's. That's what we no, civilized fun. people do. Something with tradition. Yeah. Eh. No, it's like, let's come on. Let's do something nice like these Persians do. You know, you got to like roast him at least. Yeah. Now, things have been You're kind fat. of going. <laughs> yeah. I haven't eaten you in suck. seven days. <laughs> you know, I got. <laughs> I got a lot of things to say to you. But I'm already marching by. Yeah. <laughs> he already said some of the things. Yeah. So. yeah. What those guys are saying. This is the one guy in front of him. Fuck, he stole my thing. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I got this sick one-liner. <laughs> I'm going to make fun of his name and his body figure in one go. And the guy just steals the line. Fuck. Or someone doesn't say bait. it loud enough. Yeah. It's like, hey. It's like, ah. Mm. ah. Do you think he heard me? His ears are missing, but do you think he heard me? That joke yeah. I said was really good. Yeah. <laughs> no one heard it, and he definitely didn't hear it. He, yeah. was, he was dying. Alex and... would have laughed way harder if yeah. he heard <laughs> <laughs> that so, was a great joke. <laughs> Good job, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> so so far, things um, amongst the citizens and population of Bactria had been pretty hunky dory because they thought Alexander was just going to be like any other Persian king. He'll come through maybe once every couple of years, ask for some taxes, maybe send a few soldiers his way, and then they can go back to doing their own thing. Um. Now they're kind of realizing that this Alexander fella means to rule with a much stronger fist than the Persians did before. Oof. So while Alex is up north tracking down and then impaling Bessus, um, and also dealing with some horse nomads, the provinces around Bactria openly revolt. Um, he's, Alexander sends a pretty sizable detachment south to deal with this, probably about 20,000 men. And for the first time in, I think it was like 43 years... The Macedonian military force loses a battle. Whoa! Yes, big old, big old L, big old L here. Um, obviously not led by Alexander. Um, these are also more inexperienced troops and definitely inexperienced commanders because Alexander thought it would be an easy thing to deal with, and they kind of just got trapped in a swamp and slaughtered. Okay, now when he rolls through these places, is he like taking more soldiers from the like? Yeah. Um, Could slow, that be like been part slowly, of it? Slowly, like building up more soldiers, and like volunteers will just flock to him because, mm. like, you know, soldiers of fortune are pretty common at this time. Right, but you got like goat boy Jared, and he's like, "I'm gonna join the great." And like, is that what he's sending out? Is all these goat boys? Probably, mm. but I think there's still like hardcore Macedonian infantry oh, okay. that loses, and you'll see why because it, it's gonna cause some problems here. So yeah, as I said, Macedonians slaughtered almost to a man. Um, his pace, Alexander's pace had slowed greatly from his initial meteoric rise. He's been putzing around in this area of the world for like a year and a half after it took him about a year and a half to march from Macedonia to Egypt, just to give you a perspective. So he's, um, needs some help. So he appoints his longtime lieutenant, Cletus the Black, to be governor of Bactria. It's our boy. 
Yeah. I like this guy a lot. Yeah. Cletus was the guy, uh, for those who don't remember, who had saved Alex's life long ago at the Battle of the Granicus. He had sliced the sword arm off of a Persian who was trying to swing at Alexander. Yeah. Hey, you don't need that no more, boy. <laughs> it's, it's just, Get out there arm. <laughs> as if someone was writing a movie, but maybe a book about Alexander the yeah, Great. Some it sort was of biography. Like, as the sword arm was lifted, hence it was quickly slitted off there like a slicing <laughs> joint by yonder Cletus. Yeah. <laughs> and he let out his war cry. Yeah, so Cletus, uh, he's one of the old breed. Um, he's Philip's generation. He's he's one of these guys that doesn't really like the way the winds are turning in the Macedonian court. He thinks Alexander's kind of going Persian. Why can't it be like the good old days? Yeah. Why can't it be like the good old days? Cletus said, <laughs> "Come on, look at all. Come these on now, look, Macedonius. We had it figured out a long time ago. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Alexander comes up there and comes back down here with his pants all down. I just want. So why, we I had just tradition. Be sliding in between some thighs. I, I and was, I'm finding all these eunuch boys." <laughs> These good Macedonian values. <laughs> Olive oil on the thighs. We're not using no clarified ghee butter. <laughs> and don't castrate them. I want deep voices. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to tap the sack with my dickhead. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So a big feast is held to celebrate Cletus's appointment. Um, they're back in Bactria at this point. Um, they still have some rebellions to deal with, but it's a little calm. Alexander uh, doing his thing, just like all the other Macedonians. He is shit-faced, and he is boasting about his great accomplishments, kind of just showing off. Uh, he's also kind of taking some pot shots at Philip, basically claiming that, like, oh, I did it. You know, Philip couldn't have done what I did. You know, he may, he may have given me this army, but without me, he would have gotten no further than Granicus. Like, he's talking I, shit about his dad, his <laughs> dead dad? talking shit about his dead dad. <laughs> uh, right. I have more eyes than you, dad, you stupid idiot. Yeah. Maybe he could see better. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, he implies that the Macedonians recently killed in that battle were cowards, and then that's why they were all slaughtered. Cletus, equally drunk probably, we can only assume, is outraged upon hearing this. And he pipes up and yells, quote, It was my cowardice that saved your life at the Granicus. Um, and he continues to bring up the fact that Alex uh, was disowning his father for a god, that he keeps going Persian, and basically just really shit-talking Alex. Now, in the old Macedonian court, this is fine. This is just the nature of the court. You let, you let your capos air their grievances, and then you hug it out, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, at one point, Cletus goes even further, saying, quote, we have to beg Persians for an audience with our own king. I think this is where the whole kissing thing really got in the way, because, mm, like, uh. it used to be the Macedonians could just walk right up to the king, but now they have to, like, talk to a Persian, like, butler guy and then like talk to a herald who will like announce that alexander is ready to listen to you all the trappings of dumb royal courts right yeah thanks persia yeah, yeah. <laughs> alexander just used to be a good old boy yeah i could go talk to him have him sit on my lap he'd yeah. listen real well we'd watch football eat pretzels together i'd give him the heimlich <laughs> now i gotta go talk to someone who works at 7-eleven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is not going well. Um, others in the room, or in the, I think it's a tent, um, notice and are trying to calm down Cletus. He's fighting back against them. He's saying, I'm a freeborn Macedonian. It's my right to speak, and I can speak my mind to the king. 
He is but one among Inkswools. He is not a god or anything like that. And finally, he goes one step too far by praising Parmenian and long dead Attalus, saying that they were true Macedonians. Whoa. Oh, that, yeah, that is deep. Yeah. Attalus, um, he was the one who might have had a hand in Philip's assassination. He also did the. He was the one who insulted Alexander for not being Philip's son way, way back when, mm-hmm. when Alex still wanted to be Philip's son. So I'm saying Cletus is probably not going to be in good... Yeah, and remember, this is a feast being held in his honor of becoming governor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not going great. Mm. When when Cletus says this, Alexander calls for his dagger. He says, now give me my, like, sword. All of his friends and even his uh, close bodyguards defied him and would not give him a knife, basically trying to calm the situation. They recognize how dangerous this moment is. Cletus is uh, about to be removed from the tent but then he fires off one final insult. Quote, there is a bad custom which now obtains in Hellas. Now, that doesn't sound like anything to us. Right? No. Yeah, nah. it doesn't. It just sounds like nothing. But every Macedonian and Hellenic person in the room knew exactly what Cletus was implying. Because this was a famous line from the play Andromache by Euripides. And the full passage is, quote, There is a bad custom which now obtains in Hellas. When an army wins a victory over the enemy, no one gives credit to the men who sweat and fight. The general reaps the glory. Yet he, after all, wields only one sword. So basically he's implying that Alexander is stealing all the glory Mm. from the Macedonians who truly won this empire. Not so great. Not so great. No. No. Alexander the bad, more like it. Yeah. (laughs) Alexander happened to be (laughs) day. Alexander, you gotta remember the vets, dog. Yeah, you gotta remember. The Don't vets. forget the vets. Yeah, so that uh, that Euripides play quote right there. I mean, that's true as hell. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, not, absolutely. That's not it's a Hel- Hellenic problem. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah. uh, you know. No, it's a great that's... quote. Great burn from Cletus too to just quote a play as he's getting escorted out of the club, basically. <laughs> I mean, I usually try to do very nice whenever I go to court from one of the best plays of all, Borat, right, of Kazakhstan. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd be like quoting, like, come at the king, best not miss, if, <laughs> like, as you're being escorted out of a bar. It'd be like working at the ATF and saying, Janet Reno has no friends. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knows the implication um, of what Cletus is saying, and basically everyone's like, we're out of here. This is, shit's about to go down. Um, they're still trying to keep Alexander and Cletus away from each other, because, you know, they both, they want these, both of these men to live. Alexander kind of sneaks away from his guards, and Cletus, who's among the last to file out, um, is confronted by Alexander at the exit. Mm. Oh, no. And he says, here I am. Here is your Cletus with his arms open, basically saying, what are you going to do? I'm, I've been with you all along. I'm still one of your supporters. What are you going to do to me? As he's speaking, Alexander takes out the short spear, plunges it into Cletus's ribs, and screams, now go and join Philip, Parmenian, and Attalus. Oh. Yeah. Bitch-ass, idiot-ass. Yep. Yep. Everyone is stunned. Um, even Alexander himself, this outburst kind of sin- is said to instantly sober him, and <laughs> apparently his guards have to prevent him from killing himself with the spear that he just used to kill Cletus. What have I done? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cletus, my brother! Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> it was you! Yeah. I thought it was someone else. What is this, my blood? No! <laughs> I thought it was Pletus the White that was insulting me. <laughs> well, let's get some Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're out of here. <laughs> 
So for three days and nights, Alexander refuses food and drink. Um, he's basically sulking in his tent. Um, he was sneaking that San Dorito, though. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Mm. He, had, he, he had a Hephaestion sneak him in the Doritos. Hephaestion, <laughs> <laughs> just give me a little Doritos, right? Just like just a little. Do you have a purple bank? Purple bank? Yeah, it's extra spicy. <laughs> Run down to the 7-Eleven. Baba ganoush flavored Dorito. <laughs> mm. So it doesn't um, count as a meal. <laughs> So when he finally breaks this, breaks out of this funk, um, it is said that he is a completely changed man and king. So he'd been kind of towing the line between like the Macedonian court style and the Persian court style. From here on out, it's fully port- Persian supreme ruler style. He is no longer going to do any of the Macedonian trappings. It's all um, ruling like a Persian king of kings. Mm. All right. Yeah. But he's like king of kings and a god. Yeah. He still kept that part, right? Oh, yeah. You know, that part he doesn't <laughs> yeah, get rid of. Yeah. Because I remember you said in one of those, like, the Persian ruler didn't see himself as God. It was like the first of men, right? Yeah. It was like the liaison right. between God and, but and Alex men. Is and also Alex is like, God. no, no, no. I'm also God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also said that now his longtime friends are fe- following him more out of fear than the respect that they once had for him after he just killed Cletus. Right. Well, that's yeah. a turning point, really. Oh, yeah. This is a big turning point. Right. I mean, like, say if we're out in the middle of the woods, right, and, like, I led you into the woods, Tom, and then I just kicked you as hard as I can in the shin. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be a little afraid of me. Yeah. You're not going to know yeah. where you are, dude. Like, I don't know if we're that friendly anymore. I don't want right? to follow you out of these woods. Yeah, <laughs> but I know the only way back or else you're going to get bitten by Yogi Bears. And I can't follow you. But you must follow out of fear. Yeah. Yeah, the shins hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. dude. That's true. Maybe I'm going to give you a slap on the funny bone. Oof. Yeah. In the woods? In the woods. (laughs) Damn. You're going to drop your walking stick. That's not good at all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great analogy. Oh, yeah. Really plus. (laughs) So, Alexander's still having trouble in these provinces. Um,. After the whole affair with Cletus, he finds himself camped outside of a fortress called the Sogdian Rock. It's a gigantic fortress built on top of a, like, kind of a plateau surrounded by sheer cliffs. Is there a guy always out front doing, like, that, like, Arabic, like, singing, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to picture that there yeah. is now. <laughs> it's, like, always kind of in the background, yeah. trying to fall asleep, and you just hear, <laughs> Wait, so this is where System of the Down was founded? Not, it's all all the music sounds this all, area of the world all yeah, the music sounds the same, same. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. from India to about Greece all the music sounds yeah. the same yeah, I'm all, pretty sure it's because of this it's yeah. all when angels <laughs> deserve to die yeah, exactly yeah um, so there's no way up this uh, onto the Sogdian Rock there's just like one narrow pass that if he tried to march his army up they would just get slaughtered by the defenders so he comes up with an idea um, he looks for some volunteers, uh, and he says, I will give 12 talents to any man who can scale the cliffs and bring me the banners that hang from the highest keep. All right. 12 talents, a lot of money back then. He gets 300 volunteers. All of them were six experienced climbers. I don't know. I guess they just had to do a lot of rock climbing around that back then. It's like they had invented steps until like a few years later. So. <laughs> John Staircase still hadn't yeah. been born. <laughs> John Staircase. We're going to roast him soon. Yeah. But that's cool that he invented MXC as well. <laughs> <laughs> so these 300 volunteers in the dead of night start climbing. 
Um, all but 30 of them reached the top. Those 30 reached the bottom very yeah. rapidly. Mm, yeah. At that one point. Quick turnaround. Yeah. You mean they were free climbing? They weren't <laughs> using uh, little things you put in the No, little... Edward Cables had not been around <laughs> Oh, Edward Cables, right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Yeah, they made a whole documentary about the guy who free climbed that rock in Yosemite. Meanwhile, yeah. you got a bunch of fucking Fun. wild Macedonian boys. <laughs> Amateurs, really, yeah. if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. At least he, the guy in Yosemite had a choice. Yeah. Yeah, and he also had that weird tent that he could set up on the side of the <laughs> yeah. cliff. So many Sleep. photo ops. Mm -hmm. yeah. Try to get an e girl up there. You'll see the shortcomings. You'll see them, guys. <laughs> yep. You'll see. <laughs> So the next morning, the defenders of the fortress wake up and they look up and see that there are 270 Macedonians standing on their roof, basically. Now, even though these guys could not have done anything to actually hurt the defenders, the defenders just surrender. They're like, oh, God, like, mm -mm. if you can do that, who knows what else you can do? Right. You know, because, like, there's nothing else I can Dude, do. <laughs> they're gonna this was it. This was my only gambit. <laughs> they're really tired. Yeah. You don't want to see the Macedonian diggers that can dig really slow holes yeah. they can go up and they can go down yeah, yeah we'll tip this rock over yeah. bitch oh. dude we're gonna reach a place called china you ain't never even heard of it before you ain't never Careful. heard of china do you have an order you want to put in while we're going there yeah right. <laughs> we're like we can dig the deepest you've ever seen mm -hmm. we don't even know the earth has a magma core even though it's flat yeah. uh, it, what it's cylindrical at this time oh right it, it's the macaroni model Right, that's the what they believed back then. The Macedonian macaroni yeah. model. <laughs> right. So, once these defenders surrender, Alex realizes, you know, I have to leave a good garrison here, but I need someone I can trust. Um, he didn't want to just appoint satraps because that was not working in Bactria the way it had in Persia. So our young boy finally ties the knot. Among the captives of the Sogdian Rock was the daughter of the local baron. Her name was Roxanne. Alexander immediately takes a liking to her. And they're married quickly afterwards. Cool. So our boys are tied the knot. Ooh, Roxanne put on Roxanne. red light. Sting. Yeah. He wasn't around yet either. Dude, he was around. Mr. Sting, that's when the bees first got stingers. Oh, right. <laughs> Mr. Sting. See how I could do the joke, too? <laughs> um, we don't we really know it. much about Roxanne. Um, I think she has a baby at one point. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> really, there's just like, yeah, Roxanne, yeah, that she got married. Well, this is a thing we run into history a lot. Like, you've covered, uh, you know, some pretty strong women, but a lot of them, you know, they're just a woman. They're a woman. And that's that's what history was. Yep. His story. Yeah. His right. story. Like, anal history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it works. My mom loves saying that. She goes, it's always his story. Yeah. I mean, it's pronounced history. It's not pronounced breakfast, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, uh, so we don't have much history in this one. Um, <laughs> but after after the marriage, um, another plot is revealed. Remember Pausanias and the royal pages? Yeah. Who um, were like the little bait boys for the, the nobles? Right, Philip let everyone, like the entire army rape him or something, right? Yeah, well, yeah. The, the royal, Pausanias was a royal page, and right. these are guys who are, a lot of them are sons of noblemen, but like lesser noblemen, and they always kind of blur the lines between being like servants, wards, or like a knight's, tr like what's the word, squire, B bitch boy. like a squire, oh, yeah, bitch boy, and ah. bitch boy, yeah, yeah. So they kind of blur the line of like doing all of these jobs. They're like it's like training the next rank of leaders, basically. Hmm. 
Uh, one of these pages, a man named Hermol Hermolaus Hermolaus. I don't know. Sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Don't yeah, matter. Hermolaus is flogged for poor behavior, and he Good, says, and a "Bad name. I'm gonna kill Alexander <laughs> as my revenge." Oh, all right. Yeah, this one very dangerous because all of the royal pages had access to Alexander in ways that others didn't. They could kind of come and go as they pleased through the royal tent. They were his cupbearers. They were the ones giving him his like arming him before battle. So this one could have been real dangerous. Um, one of the pages gets cold feet on like the eve of when they're supposed to enact the assassination and reveals it to Alexander. So Alexander rounds up all of the royal pages, sorts out which ones knew about it and which ones didn't. And he finds Hermelaus as the leader. And he says, why, why would you want to kill me? I'm your king. And Hermelaus responds, you ask as if you didn't know. We plotted to kill you because you have started to behave not as a king, but with his freeborn subjects, but as a slave owner. So then all of them are stoned to death as a result. Wow. Oh, well, you just speak here. the truth, and all of a sudden you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's seen the trend here, dude. Ever since they went through the Koosh land, now they're Loving, stoned. They love stoning. Too many heads. It used to be crucifixion like the good old Christian way. Now yeah. they're just getting stoned. They're working their way up to it. Yeah. You have to remember, in this point in time, God wasn't invented yet. <laughs> they knew how to crucify, though. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now that Alexander's married um, and has built all these Alexandrias in the Hindu Kush, he feels secure in his position in Bactria. It's time to go what he'd been wanting to see this whole time. It's time to go to India. Yeah. I love that Dollar song. Dollar Mendy. Yeah. Give me a mess, Mendy. Alexander had been conquering for eight years now, and now he's reaching the end of the known world. The Hellenes believed that India was a very small, very narrow peninsula divided by many rivers, and that beyond it lay the great river Ocean, the river that encircled the entire world. Right. Mm. Which we all know is a little further out. Yeah, a little bit further. And I failed to mention the ice wall, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <failed laughs> to mention took, the ice wall. It took us till about Admiral Byrd to get an idea of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. Um, this is the land of the true unknown. The Hellenic people had never really had any contact with them, and even if they did, it was like fifth degree um, type what of What are trades. you saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they believed... Um, so, like, the Persians had claimed the Indus River as their um, border. Um, but, again, they probably weren't really directly ruling any of it. They were probably just getting small, um, small like, tributes, basically. Mm -hmm. The Hellenes believed that India was filled with cannibals, that they rode giant ants into war, and <laughs> oh. some of them believed that they shot black cum. Oh! Black cum, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Back to that giant ant thing. Probably just really small guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or baby elephants. Yeah, that's true. Dude, imagine if they did have giant ants, though. <laughs> they would have conquered yeah. the world long before I was Yeah, right? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Is that a big ant, dude? No way. No way. I'm joining you. I want to ride a big ant. Yeah. yeah. I don't care what you smell like. I'm coming over there. Yeah. <laughs> so Alexander always had claimed that he wanted to see the river ocean for himself. So he leaves his base in modern day Kabul and heads into what is now northern Pakistan. Um, he continues his policy of fort building and garrisons, this time preventing the guerrilla warfare that had been plaguing him. Now he's just going to cut it off from the jump. He has a, another similar siege to the Sogdian Rock, but this time at a place called Ayornos. Uh, it's a solitary mountain. Um, kind of off the main mountain range with two peaks separated by a small gulch at the top. 
Uh, if it was left alone, it would have just threatened his supply lines. The defenders there could have just kept raiding and he cut them off from the source. So Alexander has to take it. He seizes the smaller, less defended peak, but has no other way of getting across that little gulch to get to the other peak where all the defenders are. Okay, okay, I'll pause you for that. You mentioned supply lines. Did he have people like running back from like Babylon, like supplying no, them? No, these or? ones are like from to Kabul. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's already established. He's, he's got the, the supply right. lines from Babylon to Kabul are already going. So now it's just from uh, okay. Kabul south. Okay. And I don't know if they call it, they didn't call it Kabul then. I don't think, but right. it's, it is modern day Kabul. Um. So they're on this other peak, trying to get across, and he kind of takes a page out of his playbook from Tyre. And from Sagdia, he uses his expert climbers to begin construction on a bridge that's just going to go right across. Love it. Smart. Um, This time, unlike entire where they let them finish building the bridge, these guys immediately are like, oh, shit, Uh, we're going to try and run away. (laughs) (laughs) Alexander kind of knew that they would probably run away, so he leaves them an escape route. Um, that he like wants to entice them to go down. So as they're escaping down this one path, he falls upon them and slaughters them to the man. That, that's all done in Aornus. Now he's got a big castle on a hill. Now he's got a sweet castle. Nice. Now, something a little weird happens after this. Uh, we don't really know what, but apparently Alexander in the Hindu Kush Mountains finds a small little town with residents that claimed um, they were speaking like a weird form of Greek. So he was already kind of intrigued by them. And they also claimed to be worshippers of Dionysus, who they said founded their great city centuries before. Mm. Now, his mother being a devout um, worshipper of Dionysus, Alexander's like, all right, we got to hang out here, give some, pay some tribute, give some sacrifices. And for 10 days, the whole army and all the camp followers basically just had a vacation in this lush tropical valley. So what That's are the, nice. how did they get there? Do you think it was aliens? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird, though, because was there a... I wonder if there was, like, another Alexander the Great that we just don't even know about. It's possible. Some yeah. historians said that, like, it might have been um, Greek mercenaries who fought for the Persians being resettled there, like, from, like, 300 years previously, but who knows. Um, but basically, all they do is just spend their days drinking, smoking weed, and fucking all day long, because they're just in this beautiful island paradise, uh, like, lush paradise. Dude, probably yeah. hanging out with, like, isn't there tigers and shit there, too? Yeah. Like, probably riding tigers as giant ants. Yeah. Yeah. Riding giant, giant ants. Definitely giant that's, ants. That's why they thought they were ants, is yeah. they're just really stoned. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're head partying with Dionysus riding ants. How big is the army at this point? Probably 40,000. 40,000. Okay, statistically, a couple of these guys probably died while there. Oh, yeah. Probably. So, that sucks. Yep. <laughs> oh, you guys are on vacation? Yeah. His head died. He died. Uh, he was having a good time. And he fell down he, a rock. He got stung by a million bees. <laughs> but now there's no more bees because they all stung Ted. He wanted to ride the ants, so he just stood over the fire ants yeah. Whole yeah. hill. And they all bit him to death. He, he had a good for the time. Big one. It happened on the first day. <laughs> so he got none of the fun. None of the fun. Just as soon as he got in. His yeah. brother got hit in the face with hot sand when we were trying to invade Tyre. It happened in the hotel lobby. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, if any Indian king had gotten wind of what was happening, they could have just slaughtered all of these guys right. very easily. Right. Well, India's not, like, it's developed, right? Like, they, yeah. they have oh, their own they've empire. They've got kingdoms, and kingdoms. They've got empire. So yeah. you, you ever developed. heard the figure... <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of the figure Ch- uh, Chandragupta? Yeah. So this is right before Chandragupta. Oh, uh, okay. So invents the Mauryan Empire. 
Right. Yeah. So they're like they're like maybe more advanced than oh, yeah. Yeah. than the than, Macedonians. than the Greeks or Macedonians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more advanced than Rome was yeah. at the time. I mean, before. like the Chinese too at the time too. Yeah. Like that whole area had more technology. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because the Indus River, like that was being settled before Mas- uh, Mesopotamia was. Yeah. Yeah. So they have this great party, and then it's uh, all right. Time to keep going. So now it's three twenty-six B- BC. Alexander's army at this point had seen it all. They've marched through harsh deserts, snow-covered mountain passes, uh, lush jungle, and heavily wooded forests, and now they are going deep into the rainforest during monsoon season and the massive Indus River. Snoreaster there. They had no idea what the monsoon season even was. They didn't know that was a thing. They had never heard the word monsoon. Yeah. What's a monsoon? Okay, no big deal. It sounds like a monkey. By definition, what is a monsoon? A hurricane. I, I know it's just a hurricane, but only in different that names. Part. Yeah, it's yeah. like tropical. It's a, cy- a tropical cyclone. Okay, I think. Yeah, nor'easter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they weren't even at the river uh, Indus. They are at a uh, tributary of the Indus. Um, what they called the Hydaspes. I forget what they actually call it now. I probably should remember that one. Um, and this area is ruled by a guy named King Porus. Now I have tried to find the name of his kingdom. Cannot find it, so I, I'm just gonna keep saying King Porus and Por, like, because even historians are like Porus's kingdom and King Porus, and I'm like, yeah. what was the name of the kingdom? And no one knows. Porus's dudes. It yeah. was 746 uh, milk crates glued <laughs> together, <laughs> a family of twelve, and then some cousins. Yeah, that's a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so he alone of all the monarchs in the area, because there's a lot of like small kingdoms in this part of the world. He's the only one that refuses to submit to Alexander and basically throws down the gauntlet and is like, let's fight. Let's fucking do it. If you're going to come in here, come into my house, I want to fight for it. While everyone else is just um, surrendering immediately. Alexander and the army reach the Hydaspes. The river itself is swollen from all the um, summer monsoon rains and all the snow melt. But it's what lay beyond the army that uh, lay beyond the river that strikes fear into the army. Ooh, the lay beyond. Yeah, <laughs> lay beyond the fear. Uh, swollen <laughs> river. Yeah. Too much creatine. Big swollen river. Yeah, yeah. flashlight selling veiny. that new lay beyond model. Lay beyond four Now, Porus I'll had assembled one. a massive host to face off against Alexander. Not quite as big as uh, Darius's old stuff, but way bigger than he'd seen um, in the last few years. Uh, One hundred thirty war elephants. 4,000 cavalry, 300 chariots, and 30,000 heavy infantry. As well Still as got a the elephants. Ton of skirmishers. These are b- better war elephants, though. Okay. North African war elephants, useless, because African elephants aren't tame. Indian war elephants, smaller, more tamed, and more manageable. Still not super useful, right. but more useful compared to their African these counterparts. Are, these are like the elephants nowadays that are bitch asses and they're making paintings and shit. Yeah. Oh, those those ones with feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been uh, five years at this point since Galgamela, and this would be the last major set-piece battle of Alexander's life. He does what he's been doing all along, divides his army, um, scouring the countryside both for supplies as well as seeking a better river crossing. So basically, they're just on camps on opposite sides of the river, like staring across each other every day, but this is a huge raging river, so there's no way to cross it right there. So it's like, where can we find an affordable place? All right, so hold on. He's been looking for this gaped hole the entire time, and a labia stops. Him. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I see nice. what's happening here. Yeah. Big gushing river. <laughs> yeah. Slowing him down. Yeah. Now, Alexander, uh, he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve. 
once again deploys some deception. He uses a body double that every morning would wake up, put on Alexander's armor, and hang around the camp and make it seem like the Macedonians are ready to try their uh, forced crossing, even though it would be real dangerous right there. So that kind of locks Porus's attention on the camp right in front of him. Meanwhile, Alexander is sneaking out the back and inland and then looking for a place where he can cross the river. Um, you couldn't just send someone to do that? No, he's like he's got to have his hand in everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Got to do it. Yeah. Take he invent- a picture. Send it to my iPhone. I'm watching Keenan and Kel. Do not bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Alexander's famous quote, I think you missed it in your research, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's actually, where are my drones? <laughs> where are my drones? Um, so Alexander learns from his scouts that Porus is... The reason he's just kind of sitting back and watching this is he's expecting a large number of reinforcements coming from deeper within India. Um, kings that had heard about what was going on and wanted to send some troops to help Porus. Once he feels that he'd kind of lulled Porus into complacency with all of this action at the camp and moving around and the body double, that's when Alexander makes his move. He leads a detachment of about 11,000 men, mostly cavalry and infantry, uh, away from his camp to a safe crossing to the north. Uh, the main camp is continuing this fake Alexander ploy, and Alexander starts to cross the river. A huge storm blows in. Might throw it off, doesn't actually do it that badly. However, now they've lost the chance at surprise. So he really wanted to like, have Porus wake up one morning and be surrounded. Instead, Porus can tell that Alex, someone is leading an army across the river. It's got to be someone's army, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows that it's Alexander. What he doesn't know is how big is this force? Is Alexander leading it, or is that guy Alexander right across the river? The one who looks like him and is wearing all his armor. That's Probably got to be gig, that by guy. The way. Yeah, yeah, great really gig to be gig. that guy. Hey, uh, get really drunk and boss people around all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but everyone's going to be aiming their arrows at you, though. And- <laughs> Do it, do it really loud so the people far away know that you're yelling. Make a lot of hand gestures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly yell, I'm the king. I'm Does this cheese look grilled? <laughs> it's not even melting. <laughs> He's just walking around, like, looking at that fern. He's like, that fern's great. Yeah. <laughs> fern's great. I like your out- uniform. It's great. <laughs> so Porus is kind of stuck uh, between what should he do. Um, should I commit a lot of my forces to this detachment that's crossed the river? But if I do that, the main bot, if the, if they're small and the main army is still across the river, they'll just come right across and overrun us. Or should I send not a lot of troops to this detachment and hope that it's a smaller detachment, not led by Alexander. So what he does is kind of splits the difference. He sends lots of cavalry and chariots to head off this group crossing, but it fails. Uh, mainly because all the chariots get stuck in the mud, because literally they get no. stuck in the mud. Damn. D- didn't invent tank tracks yet. No tank tracks oh, yet. Okay. Alexander smashes through this force easily. Um, because of this, Porus now knows that, okay, it's Alexander, and that's the main army, so it's time to go find him and fight him. The two armies will meet at a wide field near the river, a slightly elevated one, which was a little drier than the surrounding area, which helps out the chariots and also helps out Alexander's cavalry. So now the stage is set for the Battle of the Hydaspes. Porus places his elephants in the center, ahead of his infantry. He's got cavalry on the wings. That's kind of the standard ancient army way. Alexander does the exact same thing. Heavy infantry in the middle. Cavalry wings on each side. Alex and the companions on the right with the light skirmishers acting as, like, the linchpin, Alex's favorite little twist on it. And like he had for each battle up to this point, 
he adds a new wrinkle that the uh, enemies are not prepared for. This time, he tells the left-wing cavalry, uh, under the command of Coenus, now that Parmenion's been long dead, he says, you guys hide. Make it seem like you're not even here. As we advance on Porus, sneak away around this, like, um, tree, like, group of uh, cops of trees, basically, so that you can't be seen. That's, and waiting for the moment to engage. That was his whole plan for this one. Um, nor is this the same army that Alexander had used in all those other battles. Again, it's been five years since Scaugamela, so now he's leading an army of Persians, Scythians, Bactrians, Sogdians, and many other ethnic tribes of the Persian Empire. He has a new weapon up his sleeve because of this. Mounted archers, mostly Scythians, that could be used as a screening force for the companions. Okay. Yeah. Mounted archers. Mounted archers are sick. So he's got like, it's like a melting pot. It's like New York. Yeah. Yeah. He's the army of New York. It's like the Schoolhouse Rock song. Yeah. The, the, great, uh, the great Persian melting pot. Yeah. <laughs> we all came to Queens because the bread water was so good. <laughs> My father's Italian and Persian. My mother's Jewish, Mexican, and Italian and Persian. And she knows how to ride a horse and shoot a bow and arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We stayed because the water was so good for bread. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're never leaving. Um, so the mounted archers do really well for Alexander. They're basically... I can't imagine what he would have done if he had mounted archers from the beginning. Like, he might have actually conquered all of India. <laughs> he would have been... Alex the Excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex the Best. Yeah, the best one. <laughs> the best. Um, so the mounted archers screen his usual cavalry charge because once they start to pull back, that's when the companions plow into Porus's left wing. Uh, Porus, he is riding atop the tallest elephant. Um, of course. In chain mail. <laughs> it's, oh, this right. is smart. awesome. This is smart. <laughs> yeah. He's watching his left wing, seeing that they're under intense pressure. Now the Macedonian infantry is advancing on his center, and he looks to his right and sees no Macedonian cavalry. So believing that um, this force that Alexander had led across the river was smaller, so he's like, oh, maybe he can only afford to put cavalry on one wing, he orders his cavalry on the right to go reinforce his left, and then Coenus sees his moment. All the cavalry in front of him is dispersed, so and then he just smashes straight into the flank of the uh, enemy infantry. So not very smart. He's like, uh, they could not be in those trees over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got tricked, man. He got tricked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from here, the battle kind of dissolves into a general melee. The elephants in the center that had initially been causing the Macedonians a lot of trouble are now stampeding across both lines. No one really knows which... There's no more lines anymore. It's just fighting, just like a general hand-to-hand combat. And the battle only turns when the forces that Alexander had left at that main camp are able to cross the river and join in the fray. At the end of the day, 25,000 Indian soldiers are dead. Alexander has lost over 1,000 men of his own. And while that is wildly disproportionate between the two sides, it's a significant loss for being the victor in an ancient battle. I think we talked about that last time. You don't die when you're victorious. So the fact that 1,000 guys are dead in a battle you won is insane. Well, right. yeah, we, we, we've covered this before. A yeah. lot of the deaths come from the Running away. retreating yeah. Yeah. of sorts. Yeah. And so the fact that he has a thousand dead from a battle he wins kind of like shocks Alexander in the army. Well, I mean, he's fighting. Like you said, he was, we talked about a couple episodes. He like stepped onto a new planet going into Persia. Yeah. This is like, 
Now completely it's, different, right? He's like, fighting in mud. Yeah. Hey, yeah, fighting in mud and... They're shooting black cum on you. Yeah, yeah. black cum, <laughs> elephants painting pictures of trees and shit. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. Hard, dude. It is hard to fight there. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. And there's probably some tigers coming out of the woods, too. Gravity. Some giant cats, dog. Gravity's probably a little different. I don't know about how Earth's work. <laughs> yeah. Might be, might be. You ever had a vindaloo? Makes your poop go up. It comes back out, and then it comes back up and burns you. It's the splash. Yeah, the splash. Hot water. Hot water. That's why there's not much water in the toilets there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. It's a bad splash. It's the yeah. worst type. That's just someone else's shit on my ass. Um, now, I didn't go into what, like the whole way Alexander got pulled into the Porus battle. It was like a rivalry with another kingdom. So Porus has survived the battle. He's still atop his elephant, and he Alexander sends the king that Porus had been fighting with before Alexander even showed up to demand Porus' surrender, and Porus, like, throws a spear at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got Fuck. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. And Alexander, who's been watching Porus during the whole battle, basically, is like, this guy rocks. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to be friends with this guy. All right, cool. So um, Porus demands, like, I'm not going to surrender to anyone but Alexander himself, so Alexander goes up to him. Porus says to him, quote, treat me as a king would treat another king. Alexander loves this line. He's like, we got a kindred spirit, buddy. So he lets Porus retain all of his titles. He appoints him satrap of the whole area, and he invites Porus to join Alexander as he makes his way deeper into India. Porus, for his part, would remain steadfastly loyal to Alexander until his death. Mm. Okay. So all it took was about 30,000 people dying to find your best friend. Yeah. And just showing up hard with, on, a, on an elephant and chainmail. <laughs> yeah, and throwing spears <laughs> at your enemies. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad, really. Sometimes it takes a while to uh, find yourself. Yeah. Tom, I would think that you would know this combination. You have a Jeep and you own pit vipers. You, do, you wear those two together? It's You're kind of the right. modern day equivalent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's uh, so, correct. Despite this victory and gaining a new best buddy, um, Hydaspes will also be remembered as a tragedy for Alexander. His longtime companion, his one of his oldest and longest friends, Bucephalus, passes away shortly after the battle. Oh no! Damn. Yeah, he was tight though. He was probably in his thirties, which is incredible for a horse yeah how old do those boys get i looked it up um horses most horses 25 to 30 years average lifespan but the longest ever recorded is like 62 Whoa. some can live to be their 40s so that it's was not just two midgets of. in one of those suits <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they only lived till about like 50 yeah <laughs> well you combined good. them one of them yeah. the back one was dead yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah. it a father-son duo really strange yeah <laughs> So, Alexander loses Bucephalus. Um, the reason, Tom, I think when we first brought up Bucephalus and I said that he was, you're like, oh, this is, must be made up. It has to be a made up horse or that, like, they said live longer. Well, no, he builds a city for Bucephalus here on the Hydaspes named oh, wow. Alexandria Bucephalus. You couldn't even take his name out of that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, all right, maybe we don't need to name this one Alexandria. You just name it out of my horse. Wait a second. There's room in this. <laughs> We could put my name as well as my horse's name. Can you make that granite block a little bigger? Yeah. Include the Alexandrian? One day they are going to have street signs, and we need to make <laughs> the longest signs ever. It's be very long. And there's yeah. going to be a place in Wales, and we need to beat them. 
Do you think no. one of the Masons was like, can we just do like a NDRIA? Kill that like, man. Do we have to? Oh, okay. <laughs> you are dead. <laughs> yeah. like, it's going to be really rough when we name some streets around here, especially the ones that are going to be named after me, because they're already named after me. Yeah. So it's going to be Alexandria, Alexandria. It's Alexandria, yeah. Bucephalos, Boulevard. Alexandria, Boulevard. Alexandria yeah. Boulevard, Main Street. Yeah. And, I, and I hate any kind of shortening. <laughs> so we're going spell out Boulevard. <laughs> um, yeah, so... However, this city does not stand the test of time. Most of the Alexandrias actually don't, because um, he builds two cities on this site, and they, both of these have been lost to time, mostly because like the river has changed course so often that mm. you know the cities have to move basically. And we've never been able to find Alexandria Bucephalus, but there's it was probably there. people looking. Probably people looking. Mm. So after the Hydaspes, Alexander is like, all right, time to keep going east, boys. We got more rivers to conquer until we get to ocean. Um, but it's becoming apparent to everybody just how big India actually is. This is not the narrow peninsula they thought they were invading. So if you're looking at India, are they crossing it like going down? Because there's like there's they're, the Himalayas no, all up there, No, they're south right? of the Himalayas. So they're right. in Pakistan marching southeast. Okay, so like they're heading towards like, um, what's that country? Bangladesh. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, kind of like okay. going across, across to Bangladesh. But like they don't really get out of Pakistan. Okay. Yeah. Because right. the Indus oh, really? the Indus is in the center of Pakistan mm -hmm. and they only get like a little bit further past the Indus before. So they really they didn't back. get even into India. Well, I mean, until the British came along, India was Pakistan. <laughs> well uh, <laughs> I just found that out. <laughs> yeah. So um, there are reports coming in from the locals, and they're asking, like, hey, where does the world end? They're like, well, not nearby. Man, not here. <laughs> not I lived here. here my whole life. Maybe. I've seen people come from that direction. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you talk to this guy named Christopher Columbus, but he's not born yet. You yeah. got to wait. There's a guy named Marco, but he's coming a little later, too. Well, I got a guy who's pretty timeless. His name is Chris Angel. He knows a lot of stuff. Dude, he can disappear and shit and, like, yeah. do emo magic. <laughs> Emotional magic. He's got, <laughs> he's got sick eye makeup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's an explorer of realities. <laughs> of your mind. Yeah. So uh, they're hearing reports that they're coming upon deserts that are going to take 10 days to cross, that there are kingdoms where the kings command armies of over 200,000 men, that there are impassable mountain ranges in their way, and dozens of other horrors that are waiting to be discovered in this land. Did you say horrors or horrors? Because I'm sure yes. there were horrors, too. Yes, both, probably. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm. But scary horrors. Scary ones. Yeah. Not good ones. Six arms. Look yeah. like ants. <laughs> Bra uh, size. Uh, None. Yeah. Uh, so the army reaches a different tributary of the Indus. This is the Hyphasis. It's the largest river any of them have ever seen. Um, and they know that there is an enemy army somewhere across it because they've just been hearing reports that someone's building an army to stop Alexander again. Again, and also these, I wonder what's going on through these Indian kings. Like, they're like, hey, there's a, a white guy invading. And he's like, there's no white people around. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? They're so far away. <laughs> Are you telling me they shoot like white cum? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? They got blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. This is dumb. What you're saying is dumb. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to go find the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so here, thousands and thousands of miles from home. Uh, almost 10 years after they have left Macedonia, his soldiers basically scream out, enough, we will go no further. Uh, Conus tells Alexander the state of the army's mor uh, morale and basically that, like, hey, if you cross the river, you're crossing alone, no one's following you. It's, it's at that much of a breaking point. So how long has it been, what, five years? 
No, like ten. nine or ten years. Nine or since ten they years? left Greece. They left? Basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a long time. Wow. That's yeah. wow. Alexander again is only like thirty. <laughs> Just Damn. to keep reminding how crazy this is. Um, Alexander does his usual. He bitches and moans for three days and refuses to come out of his tent or eat any food and water. When he finally emerges, he tries to shame the army into going further. <laughs> They don't buy it. They're like, we, you can't kink shame us anymore, my king. Hey, what happened to Hephaestion? He's still around. He's still there? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no. Yeah, so we'll, we'll finish Hephaestion up in the next episode. He's got, he's, a, he's got a penis to cry on? The whole time he's been crying on Hephaestion's thighs, but um, yeah. they've been, you know, best buds. Okay. That's all I cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, it becomes obvious to Alexander himself that if he does go further, no one's going to follow him. So he claims that the gods gave him signs to turn back, and the order was given. The Macedonian army would be returning home. We're going back, and it has nothing to do with how you feel. Yes. Now, we have no it's idea gone. if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have absolutely no idea if it's true that Alexander reached this point and the army mutinied. There are two schools of thought. One is that story of, yep, they got there, and then the army said no further, and Alexander had to cry his way back to Babylon. However, the other story, the one that I think is more plausible, is that Alexander had been crowning himself the king of kings, and the Indus River was the border of Persia. He went to the border of Persia and said, hmm, that's my kingdom. Cool. Time to head back. Mm. Because all of the histories that we have that talk about this army mutiny are written during the early Roman Empire, when Augustus, the first Roman emperor, is basically saying no one should ever push the boundaries of Rome further than they already are now. We should stay where they are and lock them in. And I want all my historians to write stories about Alexander, about how he did that too. Right. Oh. So it's like a lesson. It's like a morality. Play. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, I think, you know, I think there should be a third theory. You, everyone remembers their first time they go to an Indian restaurant and you order something that's way too spicy. <laughs> yeah. Right. You make that mistake. Ah, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Make it, Patel, make it as spicy as possible, yeah, bro. Three peppers. Three yeah, peppers. three peppers. <laughs> and then, then you're <laughs> just saying, Alexander, like, went and got some local cuisine and was yeah. like, we're going to go home. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're I haven't just been go able home. to enjoy Hephaestian's thighs in a long time because um, they're this a little raw. before Preparation H, dude. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. My mom used to make food like this. <laughs> just like this. This is fine. Let's go home. <laughs> I think that's another. That's yeah. probably a good point. Yeah, he's like, you can bring that bread home. That was tasty, but yeah. yeah. If he stayed a while, maybe he would have. You know. This shag isn't yeah. going to stay. Yeah, <laughs> don't bag it for me. Um. So whatever the reason, whether it was the army mutinying or Alexander just taking a tour of his newly won empire, he will go no further. Um. They return back to the Indus River, pack themselves into a gigantic armada that they had been building, and they begin to sail downriver, heading home. And we'll pick up that tale next time. All right. Hell yeah. Alex Five. Damn. Don't worry, guys. We're almost done with this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having fun. Yeah, I love it. Man, this is a good way to wrap a wedding. Yeah. Really, is just coming out of this into the story so deep. Yeah, so deep. Uh, is he still? So he, he's got Roxanne still. Right? He's got Roxanne. He's um, bringing, her, bringing him home to meet. Bringing uh, her home to meet mommy, Zeus, Dada, meet, meet Daddy in in the in the oasis in <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> okay, all right. Meet the Oracle. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna love this hippie chick I met one time. 
It's yeah. actually a new one because like <laughs> now she's too old. Yeah. She's not really a chick anymore. Yeah. She's an old bag. Yeah, now it's a crone. <laughs> yeah. She's she's twenty two. Now it's bad that she doesn't shave her armpits. Before it was cute. Yeah. Now it's bad. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so the journey home is not going to be great. Spoiler alert. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been a great, great trip so yeah. far. So great. I'm waiting for the great end. Yeah, you said that one. One more great end. And then we have other stuff. I don't know if I can compare. <laughs> Doing research for the next one, Connor. God, <laughs> you're skipping over ten years of the clip. Well, <laughs> that's because Alexander was great. That's true. And whoever you're doing, they don't have that honorific. Hey, they're okay, but man, not great. <laughs> not great. So and so, the okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's neither here nor there. Anyway, thanks again. Uh, do you want to say anything to me in person, Travis? Maybe like <sighs> sorry or something. Why would I say sorry? I don't know. I forget, but. Well, I love being here with you guys. It's the best. Yeah. I'm sad yeah. that I have to ride my giant ant back to Portland. <laughs> um, back to the land where they shoot come. Uh, yeah. Black. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> or it's more like a brownish yeah, thing. Yeah, more like uh, a brownish, reddish. Yeah. Um, but, short-lived. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been fun doing it in person. I wish yeah, I was yeah. closer to do more, but you know, that's the way it is. The way the world is. Communication, dude. Without our Salander, Salamander the Great... We would not have any of these uh, communications. We wouldn't be able to podcast. I wish first Chris podcast. Angel had just taught Alexander teleportation for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah that would have gone a long way. Yeah. Sha. All right, speaking of long ways, uh, you can head over to online on the device you're listening to this on. Go to patreon.com. Make an account. Give us your money. That's it. That's all. If you're from Ohio, please let me know if you're actually listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, something weird's going on, but that's for us Ohio, to know. Blink twice if you're a bot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you.